Welcome to the Super Sleuth Podcast, presented by the Frostburg State University Children's Literature Center. Get ready to time travel with your hosts, Bill and Cameron, and use your detective skills to identify our mystery famous person. We'll give you 10 clues about our famous person, plus we'll give you the meanings of three vocabulary words related to our famous person. Using the 10 clues and three vocabulary words, can you identify our mystery famous person? Be sure to listen all the way through our podcast because Bill and Cameron will also have a special segment involving superheroes and will tell you all about an awesome new book. If you like our podcast, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud. Are you ready to have fun? Let's start the Super Sleuth Podcast. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 9. Cameron, how do you feel today? I feel good. All right. Let's talk a little bit about who we featured the last time. Yes. And that person was? The last person we featured was none other than the Vice President of the United States, Carmela Harris. Yes. And some people watched her on television last night, sitting right behind the President. The book we used as our reference was Who is Kamala Harris by Kristen Anderson. Let's go to the vocabulary. We tried to stump them. You think we did? I hope so. You want to take the first one? Yes. So the first word was a verb, and the definition was bring together, make into a whole, or complete. And that word is integrate. The second word we were looking for was also was a noun, and it was a competitor thought to have a little chance of winning a fight or a contest. And the word was underdog. And the last word was a noun, and it meant a lawyer in charge of the government's side of a case against an accused person, and that word was prosecutor. Very good. Okay. And let's talk talk about the superhero you yes. tried to stump them with. It, the superhero from last week was none other than the leader of the Autobots, Optimus Prime. Very good. And now we're ready for the clues for this week's episode. Yes. And I think Cameron's going to begin. Yes. Clue number one. I was born January 1919 in the town of Cairo, Georgia, the youngest of five children to parents who were sharecroppers. My grandparents had been slaves. Clue number one. I was born January 1919 in the town of Cairo, Georgia, the youngest of five children to parents who were sharecroppers. My grandparents had been slaves. Clue number two. Life in Georgia in the 1920s was dangerous. If you were black, with race riots, lynching, and church burnings being common. So when my father abandoned us, We boarded a train, which took a week to get us to California, where my mother had relatives. Clue number two. Life in Georgia in the 1920s was dangerous if you were black, with race riots, lynchings, and church burnings being common. So when my father abandoned us, we boarded a train, which took a week to get us to California, where my mother had relatives. Clue number three, 
Maui, my mother, worked long hours as a maid and also took on cooking and cleaning jobs, which enabled her to buy us a house near Los Angeles in a predominantly white neighborhood. At first, our neighbors tried to make us leave by calling the police when we played in the street and other kids called us hateful names. My mom always stood up for us, but she was calm and polite, and eventually our neighbors grew to respect her. Clue number three. Mally, my mother, worked long hours as a maid and also took on cooking and cleaning jobs, which enabled her to buy us a house near Los Angeles in a predominantly white neighborhood. At first, our neighbors tried to make us leave by calling the police when we played in the street and other kids called us hateful names. My mom always stood up for us, but she was calm and polite, and eventually our neighbors grew to respect her. Clue number four. But there were some rules I knew I had to follow, like being able to only to use a swim city swimming pool one day each week and sit up in the balcony at the local movie theater. Clue number four. But there were some rules I knew I had to follow, like being able only to use the city swimming pool one day each week and sit high up in the balcony at the local movie theater. Clue number five. At John Muir High School, where most of my teammates were white, I was a star athlete, athlete in track, basketball, football, and baseball. And later at Pasadena Junior College, I played quarterback on the football team shortstop and catcher on the baseball team and broke the school broad jump record and track. Clue number five. At John Muir High School, where most of my teammates were white, I was a star athlete, athlete in track, basketball, football, and baseball. And later at Pasadena Junior College, I played quarterback on the football team, shortstop and catcher on the baseball team, and broke the school broad jump record and track. Clue number six. After my brother was killed in a motorcycle accident, I transferred to UCLA to play basketball, leading the Pacific Coast Conference in scoring for two years in a row. I also excelled in football, tennis, and golf. Clue number six. After my brother was killed in a motorcycle accident, I transferred to UCLA to play basketball, leading the Pacific Coast Conference in scoring for two years in a row. I also excelled in football, tennis, and golf. Clue number seven. During my second year at UCLA, I met Rachel Izumi, a nursing student who would later become my wife. I left before graduation and played semi-pro ball in Honolulu, Hawaii, because no blacks played on professional football, baseball, or basketball teams in the United States. Clue number seven. During my second year at UCLA, I met Rachel Izumi, a nursing student who would later become my wife. 
I left before graduation and played semi-pro ball in Honolulu, Hawaii because no blacks played on professional football, baseball, or basketball teams in the United States. Clue number eight. After serving in the U.S. Army in World War II as a second lieutenant, I landed a spot on the Kansas City Monarchs, one of the best Negro teams in the country. I started at shortstop even though I hadn't played baseball for a long time. Clue number eight. After serving the U.S. Army in World War II as a second lieutenant, I landed a spot on the Kansas City Monarchs, one of the best Negro League teams in the country. I started at shortstop even though I hadn't played baseball for a long time. Clue number nine. While playing in Chicago for the Monarchs, I was asked to attend a meeting with Branch Rickey, president of the Brooklyn Dodgers, who invited me to join the Bronx Bombers. Clue number nine. While playing in Chicago for the Monarchs, I was asked to attend a meeting with Branch Rickey, president of the Brooklyn Dodgers, who invited me to join the Bronx Bombers. Clue number 10. Mr. Rickey asked me how I'd respond to fans who booed me, called me names, or players from the opposing team who would try to dig their cleats into my leg. Ricky said, I'm looking for a ball player with the guts enough not to fight back. Clue number 10. Mr. Ricky asked me how I would respond to fans who booed me, called me names, or players from the opposing team who would try to dig their cleats into my leg. Ricky said, I'm looking for a ball player with the guts enough not to fight back. Clue number 11. So I played for the Montreal Royals, Brooklyn's minor league team, and had the guts to ignore the boos, the racial insults, and attempted cleating. With my hitting and ability to steal bases, we won the minor league championship. Clue number 11. So I played for the Montreal Royals, Brooklyn's minor league team, and had the guts to ignore the boos, the racial insults, and attempted cleating. With my hitting and ability to steal bases, we won the minor league championship. Clue number 12. Finally in 1947, I was named a Brooklyn Dodger. I was the first black player on a modern major league baseball team. I wore number 42 on my jersey. And no one in the NLB today wears that number. A way of honoring me. Clue number 12. Founded in 1947, I was named a Brooklyn Dodger. I was the first black player on a modern major league baseball team. I wore number 42 on my jersey. And no one in the MLB today wears that number. A way of honoring me. And now we're ready for the vocabulary. Cameron? 
The first vocabulary word is a noun, and it means a farmer who rents land and gives a part of each crop to pay the rent. The first word is a noun, and it means a farmer who rents the land and gives a part of each crop to pay the rent. The second word is an adverb. Definition is mainly for the most part. The second word is an adverb, and we're looking for a word that means mainly for the most part. The last clue is a noun, and it means one of a number of pieces of projected metal or rubber found on the sole of a shoe designed to prevent the wearer from losing their footing. Clue number three is a noun, and it means one of a number of pieces of projected metal or, or rubber found on the sole of a shoe designed to prevent the wearer from losing their footing. Listen carefully because Cameron is about to give us a clue for the superhero for this episode. Yes. So the superhero for this episode, it is a yellow Camaro and it is an Autobot and it is Optimus Prime's most trusted lieutenant. We are now at the end of this episode. And I'm sure Cameron has something to add. Yes, I do. So if you would like to get in contact with us via email, the email is frostbergclc at gmail.com. So you can email us with answers to who you think the mystery person or the superhero is. Um, if you just want to email us suggestions about what we could do better with our podcast, we are open to suggestions. So feel free to email us at frostberg clc at gmail.com. Thank you, Cameron. It's been a pleasure doing this with you, and we hope everyone's that enjoyed our this season three. See you next time. It's been fun, Super Sleuths. Now make sure to submit your answers to who you believe is our mystery famous person and the three vocabulary words. Also, be sure to look for future episodes of the Super Sleuth podcast on SoundCloud. And if you have any questions or comments, you can contact us on our SoundCloud page. Please join Bill and Cameron again for more time traveling. And in the meantime, great job, Super Sleuths. Super Sleuths.